Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, ashes were an Old Testament sign of mourning and repentance. Ashes went along with burlap sacks, sackcloth and ashes. You piled ashes on your head and dressed in sackcloth to show everyone around you that you were laid low in the dust. You saw this in the Old Testament reading from Jonah with the people of Nineveh. Ashes were not something someone else put on you. They were something you put on yourself as a sign of your own grief and death. That is why today we placed ashes on ourselves. Dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam was the man of dust, and by his fault, by his own fault and no one else's, he was headed back to the dust in death because of sin. Ash Wednesday is a day to deal with reality. The ashes on our forehead are black, which reminds us that our lives have been darkened by sin, because sin is dark and dirty, messy business. And it doesn't come off easily. Because sin doesn't just affect us now. But it can affect us later. Because of the consequences of our actions. Because of our grief, guilt, shame that weigh us down for days, weeks, months, and years later. Sometimes we don't even know we sin until something in our life happens and we realize the errors of our ways. Sometimes sin has taken such control of our life that sin is the only thing we know, and so it's the only thing we keep on doing. A life of sin is a life of despair and destruction, a life that leads to death. Sin leads to death. This life on earth won't last forever, and the ashes remind us that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. The words and consequences given to Adam for his sin. And Paul reminds us in Romans that the payment we deserve for our sinful actions is death. And we face this often as loved ones are buried. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Ash Wednesday is also a time of confession. To be real and honest with God and tell the truth about ourselves. We confess together reading the words of Psalm 51. And we also had a time to confess privately, specifically what we struggle with. And we had a time to repent, to grieve our sin, and be reminded of this as we place the ashes on ourselves. And we had the mirror in front of us so that we could look at ourselves as we place the ashes. And Luther tells us when discussing the uses of the law, that the law is used as a mirror. The law shows us our sin. Or as Paul writes in Romans, through the law we become conscious of sin. We see ourselves in the mirror and we see all of God's commands before us and we know that we can't keep a single one of them. Even if we think we're good enough, as James says, if we keep the whole law but fail one time, if we break one commandment, we've broken them all. The closer we get, the more imperfections we see, the flaws the sin. And also when you look in a mirror, when you hold it up to yourself, you don't see anyone else. Just you. So when it shows you your sin, your sins are your own. And they are not someone else's. 
We are not going back to the Garden of Eden and putting the blame on anyone else. God, it's your fault because the woman you gave me, she took an eight and then she gave some to me. So it's, his, it's her fault too. It's like 50-50, you and her, God. No. When you look in the mirror, it's only you. And you are the one who knows the sins you commit. Especially those sins you want to keep hidden from everyone else. Maybe the ones you aren't even ready to admit yourself. You know? That one. Look in the mirror. It's there too. You can't run from it. You may try to avoid it, deny it, but it's there. And God knows it's there. And it's deserving of death. Physical and eternal. And the words of the prophet Joel, which are often read for Ash Wednesday, are a good reminder for us. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Rend your hearts, not your garments. And not just, it's not just about what you do on the outside, like the ashes on your forehead is a symbol of repentance, can tell others you're repenting. Even the Pharisees were good at outward symbols. Rend your hearts. Truly repent of your sins. Confess your sins. Turn from them. Turn away from sin. And turn to God. Or as Joel goes on to say, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. We've done the confession part already in the service. And now we'll get to the absolution. Because Ash Wednesday isn't just about confession, the reality of your sin. It's about absolution and the reality of forgiveness. The ashes on your forehead aren't just a reminder of sin. They're in the shape of a cross to remind you of the road it took to lead you out of death and despair. In love for you, God forgives you through the death of Christ. This is the greatest gift he has given to us, his only son. And this is the gospel. Whereas the law shows us our sin as a mirror, the gospel shows us our Savior. His death and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. God has given us his word. And through the word, the power of the Holy Spirit, faith works in our lives to believe that we are sinners in need of saving. And that Christ came to save us, to give us forgiveness and eternal life. God has also given further gift to his gifts to his church to do these same things, not as symbols of forgiveness, but actual forgiveness. The ashes on our foreheads are in the shape of a cross, which also reminds us of our baptism, where we receive the sign of the cross on our forehead and our heart to mark us as ones redeemed by Christ the crucified. We were born again. But baptism isn't a symbol of rebirth. It actually is rebirth. It doesn't just symbolize that we have been washed clean and forgiven. We actually are washed clean and forgiven. The Lord's Supper isn't a symbol of Christ's body and blood as food and drink. It actually is the Lord's risen body and blood given for food and drink, giving forgiveness. The Lord's absolution isn't a symbolic gesture of forgiveness. It actually is forgiveness. You actually are forgiven as those absolving words enter your ears and pierce your mind and heart. 
And so today we will come before the baptismal font again to receive Christ's forgiveness. Not to be baptized again, but to be symbolically washed clean as the words of Christ's absolution are given to you. To be reminded of your baptism where you were made his child, where he marked you and called you his own. And in a moment you'll hear Paul's words. Do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Christ died to bring us forgiveness and to bring us life. Because the only way to get rid of the punishment for our sin, death, eternal death, was to take it on himself as the perfect, sinless Son of God. He died the death that we deserve. And in baptism, we join Christ in his death. Now, there was an image I've only seen once before and haven't seen it since, and I couldn't find it, so I'll put up another. But the, the image is one of Christ on the cross. And the cross is on a hill or a mountain. And at the bottom of this mountain is a river. And what you see is the blood of Christ flowing down the mountain and into the river. And further down the river, there are baptisms happening. This is a beautiful picture of Paul's words because baptized into Christ's death, that the blood from his death is mixed with the waters of baptism. You can also make that connection as the spear pierces Jesus' side and blood and water flows out. Sometimes you'll even see images with cups being held out to catch this blood as a representation of the Lord's Supper. Or at the bottom of the cross is a pool, likely one used for baptisms. But just like we don't end with Jesus' death, neither does baptism end in joining just with Christ's death. Because Christ rose from the dead. And we also join Christ in his resurrection in our baptism. We die with Christ and we rise with him. On this Ash, on this Ash Wednesday, we come and confess and repent. And we come and receive Christ's forgiveness. On this Ash Wednesday, be reminded that once you were lost, and now you are found. Once you were dead, and now you have been made alive. Once you were in desperate need of a Savior, and God gave you Jesus. You have been washed by the blood and water of Jesus' own death for you. You have been raised with Christ in his resurrection from the dead. You are a baptized child of God. Dust you are, and to dust you will return. But you as dust never had it so good as to be embraced in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.